Welcome back. Welcome back. This is your host, Addis JB3, and this is the Equity Matters Podcast. We have officially wrapped up 2020. And today's episode is a shock drop. For those of you who are not familiar with sneaker culture, a shock drop is typically an unexpected release of a product before it was due. And if you recall in Injustice by Design, I mentioned that was the last episode of the year, but you knew that I, I couldn't stay away for too long. So I found myself back in the studio and I said, let's put out one more. And I'm excited to talk about this idea of the new normal. Because if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we have to evolve. We have to be prepared to pivot. And when we pivot, we may be entering into foreign territory. And for me, that is what the Equity Matters podcast has been. It's been this constant state of learning, of trying new things, of meeting new people, and just seeing what works. What sticks is it's a little bit stronger than throwing spaghetti at the wall because I've, I feel like over time I've surrounded myself with folks who can help me to advance my mission through equity matters. A little bit of backstory, equity matters I've mentioned in the past came up shortly after John Lewis's passing, which is absolutely true. And part of it was, I realized that I had a gift in facilitation, a gift in understanding equity, and I wanted to share it. But the other piece of that that I don't talk about as often is Equity Matters is really about emerging voices. I find myself this year in particular looking at the people who were always being called to speak on equity, and it was always the same voices. And I just knew that there had to be other people out in the world who were committed to equity, who were committed to social justice, who had a story to tell. And so that's why I tend to shy away from some of the bigger names, aside from the fact that I'm a smaller platform. I think it's just important to create space for those up and coming professionals who have the vision for equity now. And so in talking about the new normal, that will continue to reign true. For those of you who know me on a more personal level, you know how much stress I I tend to get around New Year's. Part of it is residual and just the fact that it's a new year. I don't know what to expect. I think and reflect too often about all the things that I could have, should have done in the current year. But I can admit that there's been some tremendous growth over the past few years. And the new normal for me for New Year's, I'm going to bed. I have no intentions on staying up late to watch midnight service. I'm going to bed because rest is part of the resistance. But back to the new normal. When we hear the expression of new normal, I feel like part of it is marketing. It feels like an invitation that collectively we can come together and shape our environment. It reminds me of earlier days within the pandemic when 
you would see commercials that would say, we're all in this together. And then all of a sudden those commercials went away. That's not what I want to see for 2021. I want people to maintain that same energy, to be excited about the opportunities that come with social justice. Because if anything has changed in 2020, it's me. My tolerance has certainly changed. I've I faced a few things this year where my credibility, my personal um, astuteness, my education, my own mental health have been challenged publicly. And my tolerance has changed. My patience for it has changed. I know how to call white privilege out when I see it now. And I think part of that is from listening to the podcast. I think part of that is just maturity. And I think part of it is my network because I've surrounded myself with a lot of great people who understand that equity is both process and outcome, who understand that you have to be in it for the long haul, that equity work is hard work. They get all the things that I've said. And what happens often is you say things and you forget it yourself and you need someone to reiterate it to you. So part of this episode is a shout out to my network and just the people that I trust as thought partners. Thank you to you. The world looks very different than it did a year ago. Not just the fact that people are six feet apart or the fact that we have to wear masks or not even the fact that I haven't been in an office since February of this year. The world has to face its own reckoning at this point. I think it's become more and more clear the ways in which oppression operate within our country. You don't find the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention sending out guidance around how providers should monitor their own bias without acknowledging that there's a problem. It's become more and more apparent to me that we talk around issues of racism, of classism, of ableism, And we want to blame it on these nuanced, fluffy things. And I think that's what I tend to feel about implicit bias. I think it it takes away the burden of responsibility to say that, oh, everyone has implicit bias. They do. But in many cases, that implicit bias becomes explicit and it functions in oppressive ways. But it's a specific group that's doing it. And so, again, my tolerance has changed. I don't know if I can function in a space where I can't call it out. When we talk about things like implicit bias, that's normal. So what does the new normal look like? Because normal has not worked for the majority of us. And we can't just go back to normal. Because normal was millions, tens of millions of people uninsured and underinsured in our country. Normal was student debt that I am drastically fearing. Normal was not having a savings to afford 
an emergency. Normal is our house and our Senate arguing over what is acceptable relief. I, my tolerance has changed. Normal is not acceptable at this point. We just need new. We need to create new systems. We need to design new opportunities. And I could sit here and talk about how we need to design with an equity lens and we need to center voices that have been marginalized, but we already know this. But what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do that demonstrates our understanding that there's more we can do? I often find myself wondering if talking about equity is it. Have we accomplished our goals the moment that we've acknowledged that there's an issue? Which I can refer back to the episode of Maso Kalima, where she said, no, the work has not even started at that point. But why is it so difficult? Well, it's difficult because talking about it is normal. And talking about it is comfortable and satisfactory. We don't have to do anything additional. We've acknowledged that there's an issue. Let's move on. We can't have that in 2021. We can't afford that in 2021. Our lives are at stake. What we've seen in COVID-19, what we've seen in 2020, is that groups, minority groups, were the most impacted by the virus. And if you've ever heard me do my COVID-19 and Black Lives pitch, it's not because these folks were black or these folks were brown or these folks had disabilities. It's because of oppression. It's because oppression is normal. It's the fact that we've normalized putting low-income families in a very specific part of town is because we've normalized individuals living in homes that are literally killing them. It's because we've normalized overrepresentation in the criminal justice system. All of these things have become normal. And that oppression, again, intersecting with a pandemic it is the perfect mixture for disaster. Yet that's not what I'm aiming for in 2021. I see so many opportunities and I get inspired every time I have an episode where I'm talking to a guest who's looking to disrupt some instance of inequity because I realize that it is their contributions and the contributions of others working in tandem where we pull apart the entanglement that is structural oppression. It's no longer a matter of, I have to do this myself. That's, that's not gonna get us very far. We need cross-sector collaboration. We need people in public health talking to people in transportation. We need people in criminal justice talking to people in urban planning. I mean, whatever the sectors may be, it, it's all connected and we all have a responsibility to create 
the new normal. My charge to you in this brief shock drop episode is to really think about the ways that you have influence and the ways that you can influence others. I've really sat and reconciled with the fact that I have privilege. There are times when I am a part of the dominant group and there are times when I'm a part of the target group. When I'm in that dominant group space, I should have a dominant group mindset and I need to use my power and privilege for change. And when I'm not in that group, I'm still thinking about how I use my influence for change because I have it. I've acknowledged it. I've seen it in action. I've seen what it's like to have opportunities afforded to you because you have doctor in front of your name. And I've moved away from this idea of calling people out for using their privilege. I don't I don't want to check your privilege. What I want to do is encourage you as part of your moral responsibility for having that privilege to do something. So as you're preparing for vision boards, as you're writing up the things that you want to accomplish in 2021, because we all know we want a fresh restart come January 1, think about the ways that you can influence change. Because despite what you may think, you have power and privilege as well. With that, I do want to talk a little bit about the new normal for Equity Matters podcast. The first being branding. Me personally, I love the red, the gold, the sometimes navy blue, and the white. It stands out. And I mentioned on Twitter that the color scheme actually came from one of my favorite pair of Jordans, Olympic 7s, if you ever want to look them up. And it stands out. And I think it's become very tied to the Equity Matters name. So what I want to do is spend a lot more time in the imagery. I want to paint the picture with all of the content that we produce. I want you to see and know whenever there's an Equity Matters post, you know it's an Equity Matters post. So be on the lookout for some upgraded visuals, if you will. Shout out to Canva for holding me down. Just want to throw that out there. They got me feeling like I'm a graphic designer. The second bit, we are moving to two episodes a month. I know for some that may be a bit of a shock and a bit of a disappointment. Looking back on this year, we have accomplished a lot. The fact that we were turning around episodes in a week's time says a lot. But it also says a lot about my own sanity. And so to create better boundaries, to support the person that I am becoming and to continue to be a full time student, husband, father, employee. I'm creating this own boundary. But it creates opportunity. And so. As I approach the final semester of my doctoral program, I want to lock in, but I also want to continue offering the podcast. And what this does now is it creates more space for more content. 
And so I want to spend a lot more time being intentional about each episode. I want each episode to have room to breathe. And I want to create more content that's going to drive you back to the episode. So be on the lookout for more of those Equity Matters Essentials. Be on the lookout for more quotes, more resources attached to the episode. I really want folks to have a comprehensive experience because it's not just about listening to the episode one time. It's about being able to apply the lessons and understand why equity undergirds the conversation and see how maybe you fit into that discussion as well. So two episodes a month. It's going to be even hard for me because I think I've gotten used to the routine of things. But two episodes. What else can you expect in 2021? Well, we have a mailing list. We have officially launched the Equity Matters e-zine. Please use the link in our bio to find the e-zine. I'm also going to start placing all of our social media links into our podcast episodes as you're looking through the notes. Because if you've noticed over the last few episodes, I've been including speakers notes, including how you can follow folks on social media, including their websites, getting more detail into the problem. And I'm actually looking for someone to start transcribing episodes because I don't want to do it. But we have a mailing list. Please be on the lookout for that. Sign up. Speaking of social media, we are live on Twitter. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I love Twitter personally. So I'm working very diligently to build up our network over there, build up our community. And I see it as the place to use for Twitter chats, for more discussions. And so please follow us over there. That's Equity Matters PC because somebody decided to take our name or it was too long. But please, Equity Matters PC over on Twitter. Again, the link is in our bio. We're trying to make things easier for folks. And the last big announcement because this really feels like one of those Marvel Comic-Con type deals where I'm stepping out on the stage and I just got all these products and all of these new movies that are forthcoming. I'm excited to introduce the Equity Matters community of practice. I love guest speakers. I love hearing from folks, sharing their expertise, expanding on their experience, And so how do I do that even more? So what we do is we create panels and we've already recorded our first episode and the Equity Matters Community of Practice is going to be maybe a once a month series. It does not count toward my two episodes a month limit because they're sporadic, but you'll get to hear from panels and experts who have done the work in their fields, who want to share their lessons learned And so just be on the lookout for that because I feel like it's going to bring a whole new depth to the Equity Matters podcast. We have a lot to do in 2021. I didn't want this episode to come across as how much has been achieved in 2020. Granted, we've all survived 2020 and that was an achievement in itself. Making it to December 31st, an achievement in itself. And that, that is something worth celebrating. 
I'm also celebrating in advance for all the things that we've got planned in 2021 because we're taking equity matters to new heights. I see a lot of opportunity. I'm aspirational. And I'm looking forward to what is to come. So if you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, I hope that you and your families have a safe holiday. I want you to prepare yourself, not just for equity matters, but for your own journeys. And just remember, equity matters.